Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max Show. Hopefully you had a good weekend. I'm hoping. You're still sniffing. <laughs> I'm still here. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Nothing killed me, and something tried to over the weekend. You, got, you, have, you don't have coronavirus, but you've got no. the sniffles and everything else that's kind of oh, just yeah. been going on for a while. And hey, I, It won't go it away. I don't know. Well, like when Jane went to get her uh, her yeah. uh, COVID test, yeah. uh, she was told there's some nasty upper respiratory stuff mm-hmm. going around that's not COVID, yeah. and apparently that's just latched on and won't right. let me go, so... Yeah, yeah. I, you yeah, know, and the a, thing is that I deal with this. I deal with this enough that I just don't even think about it. And then somebody will say, "You're sniffing," like yeah. you just did, you know, <laughs> on the air. It's like on the air, you're going, That's right. "Dude, quit with the model glue. The ship is built, Mark." You know, it's like we're okay. <laughs> anyway, so one of the things that I have caught on to in dealing with the coronavirus and all that is the number of people who have gone to the doctor and tested positive and Mm. basically told me, yeah, go home and symptoms go buy over the counter stuff. And that's when I realized, okay, wait a minute. Now, if you go and test positive for COVID and they send you a prescription for, here's what you got to take and Mm. start this and blah, blah, blah. Then I'd be like, okay, we're addressing this, but to test positive and go home and um, you only need to come back if it gets worse. And even then only if it gets really, really worse. And so bottom line, just if it might as well be what they used to call the flu, mm. uh, which by the way, COVID has now replaced the flu because yeah, there've been yeah, no deaths according to anyway. So I look at all of this and I'm thinking eventually one of these crazy liberal countries will catch on mm. that. This is bogus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what happened over the weekend in great Britain? They actually did put the health minister there said, yeah, it's bogus. We're not going to shut down again. Right. Yeah. We're not going to. Uh, yeah. We're we're not doing any of this ever again because it serves no purpose. Yeah. But bottom line, it politically ran its course. Okay. And now people are exhausted by it because they realize mm-hmm. the flim flam that it is. Oh yeah. Now every every year people get sick. Some get sicker than others, and they end up in the hospital. Yeah. This is just another one of those illnesses. And I, you and I both know people who have passed yeah, due to COVID. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I will tell you. The people that I know that have passed um, had underlying conditions yep. that would, had they gotten the flu, had done the same thing. Mm. And uh, it just is one of those things where I'm glad that, like I said, when a liberal country wakes up and says, okay, we're exhausted, oh, you yeah. know, this yeah. is nuts. And when other, and countries, other countries around the world are looking at us and going, why are you still doing these things? Yeah. Right. Because yep. if, if you're not yep. paying attention you don't right. know that the United States is, let's see, Australia is the worst, okay? Australia is, is they are by far the worst. It's all, they've got people in lockdown who are have been vaccinated. They've got, actually, they're making right. them stay in their yeah. homes and things like that. They have camps in Australia yeah. where they will take you and put you if you've tested positive. You have to go stay in basically an internment camp if you have COVID right. in Australia. That's nuts. But here in the United States, they're putting masks on little children. They're they're uh, they're throwing people off of airplanes. Yep. You know, they're, all kinds of bizarre stuff is going on, and the rest of the world is looking at us and going, "Whoa, those people are crazy." Yep. They're they nuts. really. Yeah. It's like they're saying it's political. Stop. But yeah. then you know yeah. they're going. This is a distraction. But it's kind of it is the boy who cried wolf. You know, it's it the story really we is. were told as little kids. eventually nobody comes running and that's what they've done they have worn it has worn out its welcome again it doesn't mean people don't get sick right they do right it's just it it can be deadly but yes but like i've said before the numbers don't justify the panic yep and something odd is going on and Mm -hmm. the longer it goes on the more obvious it is to more people this is a distraction what are they really up to LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max Show. Great to have you with us today. Uh, interesting day in football yesterday, Mark. Yeah. Uh, Huey, yeah, Huey Town native Jameis Winston led the New Orleans Saints to a, uh, a huge win over the Packers. Woo. I say that because Jameis Winston, um, you know, coming out of Huey Town and uh, going into college uh, at FSU and then going into the NFL, very high profile guy. When he was at Florida, okay. Um, he goes to a grocery store and somebody gives him a bunch of crab legs. Okay. Hmm. 
and he leaves without paying for it. They gave it to him. He didn't ask for them. They gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, he ends up getting arrested for thieving the crab legs, oh, even no. though he, yeah, he didn't steal them. They were given to him, and it became a big deal, okay? Well, the reason I'm bringing that up now is because RG3, um, who used to, was a huge name in, in, in football and really kind of fizzled out in the NFL, uh, he made a comment on ESPN. He sent out a couple of tweets about Jameis Winston and the huge win yesterday. Yeah. And I'm looking, and he referenced the crab legs. Oh. And it's like, you know, dude, that was A, 2014, and he was in college. Yeah. B, he didn't actually go in there with like pulling down a COVID mask and pulling a gun and grabbing crab legs and running. Yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't anything like that. And it, it's like to bring it up, even he was trying to make a joke. I know where he was headed with it. Yeah. But it's kind of like you're on stage and you're riffing on something and you got no punchline. The story's not going anywhere. And <laughs> the crickets are getting louder and louder and louder. And you're trying to you you got the shovel and you're digging. You're digging. I'm going to find water at some point. I swear. <laughs> and, you know, anyway, there is it, no gold in this hole. No, Move on. It just doesn't happen. So anyway. Just uh, Jameis Winston, it was his first uh, start of the, you know, because he uh, basically was a Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers quarterback uh, for a couple years after college. And he's, yeah, kind of gone through a little rough period of time in the NFL. And yesterday was a big comeback day. He throws five touchdown interceptions. Wow. And he set a record, though, um, because usually when a quarterback in the NFL throws five touchdown passes, they're going to throw for a lot of yardage. You know, you were talking three, four, five hundred yeah. yards, right? Yeah. No, he threw for 148 yards. It's like the lowest total ever for a quarterback throwing more than five touchdowns in the NFL since wow. 1948. Yeah. Yikes. So great record. But anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. It was Hueytown native Jameis Winston. Yes. And there you go. <laughs> local, boy does, local boy does good. That's and, what gets, and then has his nose rubbed in something yeah. that happened to him in college in 2014. That's just wrong. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. You know, we uh, came back today after reviewing the 9-11 uh, coverage all weekend, mm, yeah. which, you know, like anything else, we, we had stuff leading up to a 20th anniversary. The press is into a, you know, round number kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, over the weekend, there was a lot of stuff about it. And I read a number of different commentaries of people sharing stories. And uh, you posted something interesting about 9-12, yeah. you know, the day after. Yeah. And, you know, pretty much that whole time period from the beginning of, of the attacks through the next you know several mm -hmm. weeks yeah. we were not you know we weren't back to normal for a long time yeah if if ever you know and um anyway i was looking at a few things and uh had a few questions pop up over the weekend from different yeah. friends and and yeah. i'm like you know um I really want to answer this and, <laughs> but every time I do, I see eyes rolling back, yeah. you know, and it's like they go sideways and crisscrossed and roll back in the head. And it's like, I'm watching this happen as I'm talking about what I believe <laughs> is the most important thing in American history. And it's like, it not just deaf ears. Mm. We're talking totally zoning out, singing, you know, crab a lock, a fishwife, pornographic <laughs> right, priestess, you. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, really? Are we never going to address what, you know, there's a really big problem in this story, a huge one, and nobody wants to talk about it. Why is that? Is it because the truth is so painful? Is that where we are? Is the truth so painful that we would rather buy into a lie than look for the truth? Is that what it, and I think about it, you know what, Mark, every day, every day, people who know Jesus, know who he is, choose a simpler path mm. to go along with the rest of the world, to fall lockstep straight into the, you know, the bowels of hell, as opposed to take the right path. Mm. And it's easy that there's one path that seems really easy going along, getting along. You don't catch any criticism. You just kind of go and, Hey man, you know what, Mark, do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. Everything's cool. Yeah. Here, try this. And uh, then the other one is, no, I, I'm not going to do that. I love you, and Jesus loves you, but I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come over here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you got those over here who live and let live are pointing a bony finger at those who are not doing that, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the crazy world we're in. It's like, yeah. follow the truth, follow the lie. Follow the lie, and the world 
gathers around you and pats oh, yeah. you on the head and tells you how cool you are mm-hmm. and follow the right path and all the cool kids are paying, pointing at you yeah that's the the wide path and the broad gate or the broad yep. path and the wide gate yeah and it's easy because in that in that particular sense the spiritual sense it's easy it's easy because that's just the way everybody does it and we always did it before right yeah. so you fall back on that it's just easier but the path the path to life real life it, it's not hard you just have to change your focus and look a different direction i mean you go look at well i mean it's hard if you make it hard it, well if and you make it hard you make it hard by holding on to the old ways, <laughs> right. right and you start writing out these rules right. oh wait a minute we yeah. no you you know what mark I heard you laugh at something that Dave <laughs> said when he was poking That's fun right. at somebody's appearance. That's and, you know, right. yeah. that coarse jesting, I read that. And, you know, in the King James Version, Mark, oh, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot like um, th- there was one time. <laughs> Mark's going to tell a story. There, <laughs> there was one time when I switched the church over from using uh, PowerPoint to do their slides and things for Sunday mornings over to something called ProPresenter, which is what all the worship conferences use. And uh, it's, a, it's not an expensive program you you it runs on Macs and well it runs on all computers now but you you put it on and it is designed specifically for worship and for announcement slides and things like that it is what it is it does what it does and it does it very very well but it's not PowerPoint and so when we switched over to PowerPoint and I had all the members of the graphics team there and I'm training them how to use use pro presenter instead of PowerPoint, I kept hearing, well, in, in PowerPoint, you can do this. And in PowerPoint, you can do that. And I finally had to look at them all and say, listen, forget PowerPoint. This is not PowerPoint and it will never be PowerPoint. It's a lot more powerful. And it's a lot better at what it does because it only does this instead of all those other things. It's tailored just for this. And if you learn how to use it, it'll be a much, much better tool to use. And it's that way for our spiritual life as well. Forget the old ways and learn to live the new ways because that's how God designed it to be. And if you follow his design, then you'll understand what life really is. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. As we head into fall, Mark, the uh, overnight temps drop. It gets a little crisp. It feels oh, good. Yeah. And then you have to decide, is today the day I cover the pool? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, no. No, you know, we, um, I had decided early on this year, because, you know, battling the pool, it's like you're going to have days where it's going to be not ready to swim. No matter right, what yeah. you do, it's just going to happen. And I told you earlier, I had really set out my goal this year because uh, Braylon is so um, energetic. <laughs> He's so playful. We need to have something that yeah, go swim, dude. Come on, you know. Right, yeah. It's either that or the rubber mallet in the cartoon for me, <laughs> you know. And uh, so <laughs> it's either burn off Braylon's energy or anesthetize Dave. <laughs> that's it. And so I really did work to get this done. And anyway, so my goal was between the swimming memorial to labor, I wanted to make sure every day was a swimming day if he wanted it. Right. And I did that. Okay. Uh, mission accomplished, man. Woo-hoo. And I was excited about that. Never ever been able to pull that off. And anyway, so he's been swimming since it was, the water was too cold. You know, that's this yeah. is why I usually put a heater on a pool eventually because eh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. if you really want to swim, especially in Alabama where the temperatures get in the mid to upper eighties in April, but overnight the temperatures get down into the upper fifties. Right. So yeah. your pool water can't get hot enough in May to really swim comfortably unless you put a heater on it and then ooh, buddy yeah, mm, yeah you know water always feels in you know when you go swimming in may the water just feels softer when it's hot you know oh, i love it it's like my. swimming in a hot tub baby there we go oh oh i'm dreaming all oh stop dave anyway so focus hannah, <laughs> no hannah i'm just trying to find the right way hannah comes you know, she she didn't say hey dad don't cover the pool yet you know yeah, yeah. it was just you know, we've still got some hot days coming up. Braylon will probably still be able to enjoy the pool. Hmm. And you know what? I'm like, you know, I'm game for this. I'm good. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Yet the overnight lows got so low, the water got too cold, you know? Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's clean. And he did jump in. And I'm like, there's something wrong with him. Does this not bother him? You know, it's like, <laughs> really? You know, come on, Bray. Yeah, I, I know you're pretending it can't, you know. 
Anyway, so he did. He he got his last swimming in yesterday, and I guess today it's still going to be fairly warm, right? Um, and uh, then then we get into the colder temps. I think yeah. that's uh, pretty much what I was looking at. Yeah, and because uh, like you know when you look at the rest of the week, you're talking about like ninety uh, ish today, upper eighties tomorrow, and then it's low eighties for the rest mid eighties the rest of the week. And so right. you know, yeah. Anyway, we'll be covering the pool in the next couple of days. But I just thought I'm going to go ahead and say it. Not only did he have a full summer of any day he wanted to swim, the pool was clean to swim in. Yeah. That'll be the, I, I, this will be the only time I'm ever going to be able to say that, Mark. Yeah. I just know. Yeah. I, I know it. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like life. You know, it's like, you've got to stay after it day in and day out, or True. you will start getting mucky if yeah. you don't stay on top. And it's our, our spiritual life is the same way. Yeah. That's why we talk about the Bible reading every day. You know, yeah. it's right there at liferadio.fm stay in it every day and you it it doesn't how think about it how could it possibly hurt you know right read it every day just mm-hmm. 20 minutes all you got to do yep there you go life radio.fm it's the mark and mag show where this week is filled with special events that's the <laughs> First headline, special events this week. Hey, yeah. I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah. I had a nightmare. Uh-oh. I had a nightmare, Mark. Oh, no. That after years of uh, not wanting to celebrate my birthday, in this dream, I decided, yes, I will allow, let's celebrate Dave's birthday. Uh-huh. And I thought there's going to be a big party. <laughs> and I in in my dream, there was no party. Oh, no. In my dream, I was the only one that wanted to have a party. Everybody else looked at me like, nope. You have made us not do this for you. So nobody showed up. Why does this sound like something that actually could happen in real life? It it will happen. Guaranteed. (laughs) Yes, Yes, it will. (laughs) This is the reason I don't like to celebrate is just because Mm -hmm. it's like no matter what, it's going to be a letdown, you know? And so rather than to go through the letdown, I just I just want to deal with it. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm like Sheldon when it comes to presents. I don't want any. I don't want any. I don't need any. I'm good. Yeah. It's not a re- it's not reciprocity that I'm dealing with here. It's just no, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so what else is happening this week, Marky Mark? Just so you know, I'm not giving you a napkin with Leonard Nimoy's DNA on it. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> do you know what this means? <laughs> All right, this week is International Housekeepers Week. It's Assisted Living Week, uh, Security Officer Officer Appreciation Week, Truck Driver Appreciation Week. You know what? Of all those so far, that's the best one. <laughs> Line Dance Week, and oh. it's Neonatal Nurses Week. Okay. Right. I'm cool with all that, but yeah. I'm kind of, uh, Line Dance Week is kind of interesting. Yeah. Because, so that's kind of out, yeah. of the, out of the norm for the pack. But yeah. over the last couple of years, I mean, again, now it just is a different animal of life of not going to nightclubs or bars or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But do they still do line dancing, and how has COVID affected that? I have no idea. Okay. And don't think I care to know um, <laughs> today. You know how sometimes you, I don't know if you do this, but I do. Somebody will say, oh, by the way, it's International Chocolate Day, right? And I'm like, really? Chocolate has a day? And we've had things like that. We've had International Court Reporters Day and things like mm-hmm. that. It's like, yeah. Does everything have a day? Well, listen to this. Yes. Today, one day, this day, today, Monday, the 13th day of September, 2021, is International Chocolate Day. It's Programmer's Day. It's Kid Take Over the Kitchen Day. It's Boss Employee Exchange Day. It's Celiac Awareness Day, Peanut Day, Roll Doll Day, Scooby-Doo Day, Uncle Sam Day, Fortune Cookie Day, and Positive Thinking Day. Wow. In one day. Somebody's mad. <laughs> they didn't get a day today. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking good luck hanging in all, all of those because if you're going to honor all of those days you're going to be worn out by the end of the day i'm just curious if you you know roll doll day is he was he hip on the uh willy wonka and the chocolate factory when it came out the movie you know, i don't think yeah he, gene wilder I don't think he was yeah i, I, I seem wonder. to remember thinking that he was not happy with that translation you know See, that, and i thought you know this the remake they did with johnny depp yeah. it was like no music in it. You know, there, it wasn't a musical like in the first one where you had to listen to, you know, a, a number of people sing songs, which yeah. is okay. But well, the, the Oompa Loopas came in and did numbers. But, but no, they were it. great. The, yeah. the Oompa Loopas in the first movie were fantastic. Yes. That was the biggest disappointment for me on the second one. I could put up with everything else in the second one. <laughs> I could. But you didn't. 
The little clone midget guys? Yes. (laughs) Tons and tons of them. (laughs) There was Oompa Loompas. They were so cool and they were so, they did not look the same. They were, (laughs) that's what was missing. I mean, it really, I really wish they hadn't done that. Mm. And sadly, it's not Oompa Loompa Day. And I I think that we'll make, you know what? We'll make up a day for it on the 17th of this year. The 17th of September will be, wait a minute. Before we do that, you know there's a national Oompa Loompa Day. There has you to be. You know there is. There has to be. <laughs> okay. Now it's my mission during the music. I got to look it up. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. And I know you guys were listening to the music while trying not to Google, is there an Oompa Loompa Day? You know? <laughs> and there is. <laughs> yeah. I knew there was going to be. I mean, you knew. I mean, there had to be. And so when when are we going to celebrate Oompa Loompa Day, Mark? October 12th. Thank you. So we've got time. We didn't miss it. No, we didn't miss it. Thank goodness. We, ha- you and I have a job to do. We have got to have our Oompa Loompa Day, October 12th. Yeah. And then we will, we, we really need to do Festivus. You know, oh, we, we cannot do, miss yes. Festivus. The Festivus for the rest of us. We've got to do that this year. Yeah. And so I'm just throwing it out there that, you know, you and I got to stay on the ball, man. Because <laughs> so many times, like the day after Festivus or the day of, I'm like, oh, we forgot. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of like what Festivus needs to be a, a day after. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yesterday was Festivus. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Mark, um, there's a stupid criminal story that you had in here. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, it was one of those things that kind of owned me for a minute, you know? Yeah. Because... Guy tries to rob the bank that he used to fill in the blank. Oh, no. No, he's just he's trying to rob his bank, basically. Yeah. And he so he qualifies. No! <laughs> there is no perfect crime, you know, but there are certainly imperfect crimes, which is why we have group stupid criminal stories. Here's an example. Hypothetically, an example is robbing the bank that already knows who you are while wearing a bad disguise. And that's exactly what Dean Smith of Wales did. Smith had gone into his local bank to change his address like a good citizen. But while he was there, he thought of the money available at the bank and came up with a devious foolproof plan. Half an hour later, Smith returned to his bank to rob the place. Don't worry, though, because he was carefully disguised to make sure that no one recognized him. He wore sunglasses, put socks over his shoes, and had his hood up. He was, he was armed, too, with a bread knife. Uh, Dean Smith did not get any money from the bank. The cashiers refused to give him anything. An old man who was also there to do his banking offered him 20 bucks to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the biggest slap in the face an attempted robber can get. <laughs> he ultimately fled as the bank alarm went off. To the surprise of no one, he was easily tracked down. The disguise did little to throw the, th- the, the cops off, and he made <laughs> the arrest even easier by updating his address right before committing the crime. Crime. Wow. <laughs> Mark, that guy needs a crown. He is king of the stupid criminals. No! LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You missed it a couple minutes ago on the stupid criminal. All I could think of, Mark, is... When somebody is standing there in line at the bank and the robber comes in and everybody knows who he is, first of all, but second of all, a dude in line says, here, here's 20 bucks. Get out. I mean, that just, this guy, I think he's the world's worst robber, but he might be a good beggar. He might be up there as a good beggar, you know, maybe he should stand on a street corner somewhere or at an exit on an interstate, you know, with his socks over his shoes and a hood up He'll need to go ahead and pick up a dog and a pack of smokes. A dog and a pack of smokes, yes. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because, you know, we talk about that stupid criminal trying to rob his own bank. Well, you know, there was another story, and it's on uh, front page of Mm foxnews.com, is a Subway employee um, says that she's been suspended from her job after a video of her fighting off a robber went viral. And just to give you a heads up, if you're working at any kind of hourly place, okay, you know, any type of a subway convenience store, whatever. Um, the owners of said store will always say, don't fight the robber, right? You know, you don't mess with them because it just could end badly. And so they usually have store policies against heroism, right? You know? Yeah. And, and, and 
it, it's there to protect employees, you know, and it's probably an insurance thing and a legal thing and everything else. I think you nailed it on the last couple there. It's an insurance and legal thing. Yeah. Because if you're fighting off somebody who's right. trying to take the money out of your register and you get hurt and the, yeah. and the, the business doesn't compensate you properly, then hello yep. lawsuit. Yep. Yeah. And so in this particular case, I don't know the truth of it all, but she claims that, uh, you know, that she was suspended from her job after a video of her fighting off the robber went viral. Mm. And, um, it, anyway, it's just one of those things that hit me on the head where I was looking at it and I'm watching the, the fight and I'm thinking, okay, if somebody pulls a gun on you and they, d- boy, I, there's nothing I can say here that's going to go good. So I'm going to shut up Mark and just tell you that <laughs> this story is out there. I'm hoping it all works out. Well, however, if you work in a job like that, your company probably has a policy against, you know, fighting back. Right. I'm just saying, and it's sad and mm-hmm. she's raising money. Her family's raising money since she was suspended, you know, yeah. supposedly, um, they've already raised over $10,000 and based on her part-time job, I wonder, I don't know how much you make in a year. She's probably, probably exceeding what she was making at the place. Yeah. I'm thinking she's coming out ahead on this, yeah, which, probably so. you know, which now it's like the first thing people do whenever anything goes viral is they, you know, yeah. start a GoFundMe, GoFundMe account. Yeah, that's true. And which, oh, by the way, here's the other part too, Mark. And it reminds me of the convenience store stories because you around this time of year, well, people claim that a fire ruined their house and got all their Christmas presents, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But those things get posted so early sometimes I'm like, wait a minute. Who, who shops, you know, who, who shops and has the presents wrapped and under the tree in October. Right. All right. Yeah. I saw one of those last year, which made me, it was at a convenience store where I, you know, cause whenever we tell a story, I try to envision it, envision this at some place I know, right. Like what would happen if I'm in line at the Dixie Mart and somebody pulls a gun, what am I going to do? You know? Right, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, like to say I'd be the hero and everything else. And then the other part of his probably i'm jim baker in the back of the store sucking my thumb in the corner you know well i was just thinking you were talking about about policies and if if you're thinking well i've had jobs like that and they've never had you know told me about a policy like that odds are at some point when you when you took the job you signed off on some things oh yeah that you did not read guess what was in those things you didn't read liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and what did you just you were just telling me about uh, uh an ornament oh from, yeah uh, hallmark uh, a big band okay yeah, hallmark keepsake it, ornaments yeah just so you know big bang theory it's one of those sitcoms that you know it it's funny well written and everything else but a lot of people find objectionable oh, yeah. stuff in it and yeah, yeah i get that but there's a, a if you go back and remember during the 12 or however many years the show was on the air uh, Sheldon, the brainiac who had the Christian mother, uh, he, he didn't like to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And he, who did he want? Godfrey light. Who, he wanted somebody on the, instead of a star on top of the tree or whatever. Right. I mean, just, yeah. they made a lot of jokes about Christmas and the whole nine. Right. But there's now an ornament with Sheldon. Yes. You can get a, a Sheldon Cooper, a <laughs> big bang theory, keepsake ornament with Sheldon dressed as the flash. <laughs> and it has sound <laughs> okay i don't know what the sound is but it has sound <laughs> wow bless his heart all right <laughs> i saw this story pop up mm-hmm. and i'm i'm it's one of those uh you know i follow a lot of crime stories and do some story some stuff with that yeah but, yeah all right a woman gabby petito is 22 mm-hmm. she's from new york uh she and her fiance brian laundry um decided to go on a cross-country trip in their converted van they have a 2012 van that they converted into kind of a camper van gotcha yeah and uh, they went on this you know long adventure and the last time her mom talked to her uh, was via text messaging around the uh 25th 27th of august so a couple weeks ago so the fiance has returned, but Gabby Petito is nowhere to be found. Hmm. So if you go on a trip, if Mark and I go on a trip in a van mm-hmm. doing the Burton Ernie cross country, you know, meeting every listener tour. Right. And 
you talked to Jane the last week of August, and we show back up now. I show back up, and uh, I go to my house, and Jane's like, so, Dave, where, where's Mark? Don't you think if Mark's nowhere to be found, and Dave is home safe and sound, mm-hmm. with you know, that there would be a few fingers pointing at Dave as the you he ought to know where Mark is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing something here. Oh, no, it's not just you. No, no, no. This couple even posted videos on YouTube. Huh. Um, they were trying to start a travel blog about their quote-unquote van life journey. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's a popular thing now. Yeah. So this is a story you are going to hear a lot about today. And I'm just wondering if anybody, you know, besides me is saying, hey, maybe we talk to this so-called fiance and find out. Hmm what his story is yeah you you because, would think so yeah i mean okay i'm just making i'm not missing i kept thinking well maybe there's you know maybe there's more to this there isn't hmm. that's <laughs> just, just if, uh... if mark if you and i go on a trip and i come back and you don't mm-hmm. somebody's gonna ask me hey dave where's mark and if my answer is anything other than you know <laughs> well he i don't i mean <laughs> there is no I, answer is there there no, is no answer there isn't no there isn't it's like <laughs> all the different I, things that play out in your brain yep that's right, right. <laughs> there is no yeah, answer that's all all i'm thinking is at some point you're driving you got plenty of time you know i don't know we stopped last? at a bucky's in texas and i mm-hmm. haven't seen him since you know if i was right. going for the brisket and got lost in the food section that's understandable but still i'm coming home at some point you know right but you're like but Okay, you guys stopped at Bucky's yeah. and you ditched. Did you play Ding Dong Ditch and he didn't come back, so you left? I mean, where is the bag on fire? Because I don't know. The last time I saw him, he was in there talking about how great the restrooms were. I haven't seen him it. since. Yes. I'm just saying, if you go on a trip with one other person and you only one of you makes it home, you know. <laughs> there, are, there are questions which must be asked. Yes. Mm-hmm. And. There seems to be a legitimate answer somewhere. I'm just, yikes, man. Hey, now I'm wondering if there was a Bucky's involved. <laughs> we don't need antennas. We have the App Store. Download the app. Mark and Mac are back. LifeRadio.fm, the soundtrack for your life. liferadio.fm the mark and max show and we've got a work week up and underway right oh yeah okay a full week mm, unfortunately yes not like last week where we had monday off but we're gonna have uh birth dave day birth oh we day. are birthday yeah. day. okay because that's on well the 17th yeah, and today's yeah. the 13th so i mean i'm just doing the math here and looking at the old calendar and like i said i've decided i am going to celebrate my birthday this year well yeah well right at, well yeah Okay. I haven't done it and uh I have not participated. I haven't wanted, you know, okay. for many years. Well, you know that dream you had? Yep, that's going to happen. Get ready. <laughs> I know. So I'm just saying it's birthday, Dave, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's, it's like be a, a week-long celebration of Dave. Yeah, that's what it'll be Friday. Friday mm-hmm. the 17th, that is my birthday. All right. And you know important important dates in history. September 17th mm-hmm. and I got my first big radio gig, okay? Back in the day yeah. when uh, we would, Mark and I would, and and many guys in our generation, when you started in radio, it was a small AM daytimer in your town. Yep. Uh, AM daytimer meant a radio station that signed on and off with the sunrise and sunset. Yeah. It was it was like Tevye and Fiddler on the Roof. Sunrise, sunrise sunset. <laughs> and so we'd get hired, you know, for weekends to do that. And you'd turn the station on or off. But anyway. Mm-hmm. There was a time in your career after a year or two or three or whatever, you would apply for that big gig. That mm. was a station that was on, in a, you know, like in Birmingham or Raleigh or whatever. Right. Yeah. And it was a station that people actually listened to other mm-hmm. than, you know, besides the one that you were working at that nobody listened to. <laughs> right. We used to make a joke. The only people listening to that station were in the old folks home and they couldn't change the radio dial, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the first the, the wkrp listeners yep pretty much and so i applied for this gig uh and it, it was just one of those things i did not as a lark but i had no I, there was no way i was getting this gig yeah and i applied for it 
And the only reason I got the gig is a, they needed a part-timer that could work that weekend because they just fired another guy. Mm. And my birthday was the same day as the program director. Oh, and during the interview, he said, you know, Dave, we share a birthday with Tex Ritter. How about that? I'm like Tex Ritter. He goes, yeah, you know, John Ritter on three's company. It's his dad. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Things I didn't know. This is back so, before you had a phone. You could look it up yep. real quick. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I got the gig. So, wow, that that is the one gig I got specifically because of my birthday. But it was also at that time where they couldn't ask you how old you were. Oh, you know, they had tricky. Yeah, because if you remember in the late 70s, early 80s, there were a lot of things trying to, you know, level the playing field for mm. people. And so they couldn't, you know, ask you how old you were, huh. um, but they could ask, well, when did you, you know, go to college? When did you go to high school? That kind right. of thing. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, anyway, so that, that's the only time my birthday actually did pay off for anything. And yeah. it was that first gig. Yeah. Well, and the first thing I had to do was work my birthday. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're going to be working. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, well, anyway, so what yeah. else is new? <laughs> yeah, really. I'd be mowing grass or something otherwise. So, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. All right, Mark. Zara Rutherford. How do you, is it Zara or Zara? I think it's Zara. I will go with okay. Zara. Yeah. All and right. this is kind of an update on a story we shared a few weeks ago. Pilot Zara Rutherford is closer and closer to circling the globe. And she recently described what landing in Costa Rica was like. She said flying into Costa Rica was amazing. It was, it's a really beautiful country. It's a shame. I can't stay longer. I wish I could. I couldn't talk to anyone on the radio for long, uh, for a long time, actually, because there was a mountain in the way. She's only 19, but she's on her way to becoming the youngest female to fly solo around the world. The British Belgian pilot set off from Belgium on August 18th and has since made her way across the Atlantic. At times, she says it's a lonely journey. She said on the long legs and especially over water from Iceland to Greenland was about four hours just over water and very low as well. And then you get quite lonely because there's no radio contact. There's nothing and there's nobody there. It's just you and the plane. Zara still has over two months to go on her journey, but says she's going to keep going so other girls can know what they're capable of. She says, being there and having them see me fly, they think they that there's a girl flying and that I can do that too. That's what I'm trying to achieve. After departing Costa Rica, Zara made her way to Mexico en route to the Southwest United States in the coming days. So she'll be heading, hmm. heading to the U.S. here, or maybe wow. here now. You know, I like her, you know, talking about challenging people and, you know, yeah. there's a girl fly. I'm thinking Amelia Earhart said the same thing back in the 1930s. Okay. Just and see where it out got there. her. Yeah. I mean, it's 80 <laughs> years ago she was doing this. So, uh, <laughs> I, maybe your rationale needs to change. <laughs> uh, hopefully soon we won't be playing where in the world is Zara Rutherford. liferadio.fm it's the mark and max show as we uh, cruise into fall and really we're looking at the weather forecast and it does really look like fall now you know it is it's looking like it i'm a fall weather dude i like the fall it's just ah there's something about it that just (laughs) really is good for me i don't know why that is yeah that cooler temperature that little snap in the in the mornings Mm. and the evenings oh it's so nice yeah Mm. actually the smell of leaves burning in the air (laughs) <laughs> oh now you got me yeah. going oh yeah. come on the trash floating through the air landing in my swimming pool yeah you're right mark that is it and then the guys who say hey nobody's gonna notice if i throw in these uh polyurethane plastic jugs mm-hmm. yeah. that'll burn just fine yeah. you got kids going to school with their eyes bleeding you know <laughs> oh yeah what were y'all doing burning <laughs> really okay <laughs> so when is your birthday yeah, I'm canceling it now. All right. So, Mark, we've got a Guinness Book of World Records story uh, because, today because of course we have we do. to. Yes, we have to. A Texas Parks Rock Art Trail that features 24,459 painted stones has been awarded. Oh, wait, <laughs> I thought it was like rock music. No, no. Uh, rock show, rock show, <laughs> rock show. It's been awarded the Guinness World Record for the largest display of painted pebbles. The largest display of painted pebbles. What about Bam Bam? If you want to be in the Guinness Book of Record. Just look around you where you are. You don't have to go anywhere. Just look around you wherever you are right now, and then 
either collect a massive numbers of, of what is at your or immediately your right hand or paint Ding a dong. massive numbers of those things that are at your right hand. Ding dong in my right hand. Yeah, there you go. So, Not a doorbell, the food. The thing, there you go. So you need what you need to do is collect the biggest number of those consumed by or owned by any one person or get a, get a gross of them and paint them all green. And then submit and it to Guinness World Records, you know, and but you have to have a witness there while you eat them. So <laughs> <laughs> or have it videotaped and sent in for submission and you can have a Guinness World Record. Holy moly. Great Vine Parks and Recreation said the Par Park Rock Art Trail, which was started as a pandemic project by uh, local residents, Ron Olson and Chris Penny, was examined by a Guinness adjudicator Wednesday and declared the new world record holder. The 24,459 painted rocks took the record from a Hinkley, England group that displayed 8,542 painted pebbles in July of 2019. Wow, that's a wimpy display compared to 24,000 of them. <laughs> Penny told the Dallas Morning News, what started as a random act of kindness to spread joy and positivity during the pandemic has grown into something extraordinary. It amazes me that people from all over the world have sent rocks to be placed on a trail that they might not ever visit. My well, God. now I know what to do with the rocks in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mag show and i'm gonna throw this out there mark that this next story is just weird okay it's just weird and i mean mm. <laughs> you I'm, know i'm not gonna do, I, I will not contradict you i will not. there was a stephen no. king book called pet cemetery yes yeah, that later became a movie that yeah. wasn't nearly as good as the book yeah. so and a remake recently yeah oh really yeah uh, i figures mm-hmm. so when the headline screams, family baffled as cat comes back from the dead. Okay. I'm, yes. I'm pretty cool. If you stop right there, I'm like, okay, there could be a lot of interesting parts mm-hmm. to this story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, anybody who's had a, had a pet will know that when they pass away, it's like losing a member of the family. So you can imagine one's family heartbreak, one family's heartbreak when their 14 year old feline went missing overnight and they discovered a dead black cat on the, uh, on the road near their home the following day. Freddie and Senado O'Clary from Belfast were devastated when they discovered wow. the cat. Yeah, I know. O'Clary. Sinead yeah, O'Clary. Sinead O'Clary. Is, yep. I'm going to throw it out there that when I saw, you know, the Sinead O'Connor thing, mm-hmm, dude, yeah. I thought that that was a unique name, yeah, right? Yeah. Apparently not. No. Sinead O'Clary. Yep. That's a very, okay. very Irish name. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah. They were devastated when they discovered the cat, which had an identical patch of white fur on its chest, leading them to assume it was their family feline, Simba. Simba hadn't come back all night, and my husband got up early to go to the gym when he saw a dead cat that had been hit by a car. We were crying, and my sons were devastated. Well, the couple... Eh, picked up the animal, took it to the vet where they had an emotional ceremony and purchased a headstone to remember her by. They paid uh, wow. 60 pounds yeah. uh, for the... That's a uh, whole lot better yeah, than I, the uh, uh, pillowcase and the shoebox, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, They paid 60 pounds for, uh, for their pet to be cremated and a further 25 for a headstone to give Simba the send-off she deserved. She says, uh, we've, we've had her all of her life. So we thought she deserves a proper send-off because she's such a big part of the family. We got her for Connell's third birthday, so he's never known life without her. We were all devastated, including my extended family. Well, when they returned, they broke <laughs> they broke the news to their heartbroken son, Connell. He's 17 wow. now. And, Man, Ste- and Stephen, who's five. <gasps> Okay, he's seventeen. He's and the this, yeah, all he's of his had life. That yeah. since he was three years yeah. old. Yeah, and and also to Stephen, uh, who's five. But now, just a few hours later, the family were left dumbfounded when Simba turned up at the door. <laughs> she <laughs> that's said, "Not an easy thing considering no, they cremated." That's exactly thing. right. That's a tough. That's a tough one. There, we were trying to cheer the boys up with pizza when my son went to uh, walk his girlfriend to the car, and he saw a little cat come wandering down the drive. Everyone was screaming that Simba had come back from the dead. We were all so happy and celebrating. We explained to my youngest son about uh, about the Rainbow Bridge and how that's where cats and dogs go when they die. So that's completely ruined his illusion, and now he thinks all our dead pets are coming back. 
Oh, my word. <laughs> wow. And following the discovery of the cremated cat, that the cremated cat was, in fact, not Simba, the family managed to use social media to track down the owner of the deceased animal. And, wow. And passed the ashes along to them. Oh, Mark, <laughs> lawsuit. I was planning on having my cat stuffed. You deprived me of that. I've been looking and paying. Oh, what have you done? I'm not kidding. These people need to go ahead and move out of that house because it's mine. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mr. Rogers would be happy. Oh, yeah. I'm a little, little bothered by P.S. Your cat is dead. Oops. Maybe not. You know, what a <laughs> rough story to be told. I know. Imagine having the family cat, yeah. and you've literally, since you were three years old, yeah. this cat's oh. been around, and, and oh, no. Man. Oh, no. And then you open the door and walk out, and oh, my. <laughs> yep. Well, that's, you know, it's it's funny. I never really understood that, you know, uh, the attachment to a pet because yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have one growing up like right, that. Yeah. And, uh, when LaDonna and I got married and she had baby, the Chihuahua that, mm. uh, you know, you think about it when she turned nine years old, her dad took her to, uh, it, it was called the dog pound, you know, go to the pound. Right, I don't yeah. know what they call him now, but, um, he took her to the pound and she picked out baby. Mm. So we don't know how old baby was when she got her, but, right. Uh, you know, LaDonna had this dog from the time she's nine all the way through. Think about it. Junior high, you know, elementary, junior high, high school, college. Yeah. Career. Yeah. Baby. Having a baby. <laughs> yes. Getting married. Yeah. I mean, it's like having yes. it, it just it's crazy when you think about her life was <laughs> with this animal, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, at the end. Uh, baby stank it, oh, there, it yeah. wasn't stunk and it wasn't stink it was stank yeah, no matter was, what she was a running gag on the show for a long yeah. time yeah because you couldn't get close enough to pet her no two reasons one she'd bite you but two she stank <laughs> and in the last you know six months of her life you know and, and think about that for a minute you know you you do have compassion and love for an animal you have that long yeah. that you don't want them to suffer right but yeah. how do you put them down you know oh, i know it was that and, way with flash yeah oh and so I would have to, when she would have her little seizures and stuff. And again, she's at this point, she's 20 something. Okay. 23. Yeah. We think she was 25, but anyway, I would have to hold her when she would have her little seizures. I would have to hold her tight and rub her little head mm -hmm. until she would calm down. And then she would lay her little head there with her tongue sticking out like she was dead, you know? And at that yeah, age well, and to smell, be fair, her tongue always hung out. Come on. I know, <laughs> but it's like, you could never really get close enough because of the stench. I know. See it. <laughs> oh, but anyway, it was, it, it just was one of those things. So, you know, years later when I have my dog Tanner and you know, he was a, I love my Tanner man. And, uh, anyway, when he passed, I, so I kind of got the feeling with, with LaDonna and baby. And I had, you know, compassion and all that and empathy, sympathy, whatever you want to call it. But until it happens to you where you have that one, like mm, you yeah. had Flash and I had Tanner, yeah. you don't know what it is. And that's why if you don't understand people really going so far with their pet, yep. you haven't had one yet. Yeah. You've had you've had animals you took care of, but you have not had your pet yet. Right. And I say yet because I encourage you to have one. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yep. still is you know it really is I, and that's one of the reasons that that when we we have occasionally have stories where where animals are mistreated pets are mistreated things uh, like that that's why we just get crazy and rant oh uh, yeah. because we've we've both had them and i've got yep. one now i've got kimber now that she's i didn't think uh you know nothing no no pet will ever replace flash because right hey the reverend flash we had him for 17 <laughs> yep. years Come on. Wow. That's a long time to hang on to a and dog, you know? He was ordained. He was. In fact, we've been doing that. You know, I've been keeping you updated on the basement project. Yeah. Where we've been redoing the basement and not remodeling. We've just been cleaning it. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just, we've, we've come to grips with our pack readiness, you know, so mm -hmm. we're, <laughs> and we're cleaning out the downstairs den. And uh, Jane says, oh, I found Flash's ordination papers. <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark 
you and I've talked yeah, occasionally about you know your work with uh, Scott Dawson Evangelical mm. Association and my work with Evangelical yeah yeah and my work with Nancy Grace and yes um I don't even know where I was headed with that now man well, I just I, hope those two paths oh, here don't, it is. I hope those two paths don't cross I mean I do that would be a hoot man <laughs> what and here it is the first time I heard about TikTok was Nancy talking about her the twins uh, oh, her kids yeah okay and uh, and TikTok and her you know getting like what is this and why and you know getting really into it a couple of years ago of you've got to be careful with any kind of uh, of social media you know mm, yeah. and allowing your children not just to be a part of it to even watch some of them because they're they're just not appropriate, you True. know? Yeah. And uh, anyway, so whenever I see a TikTok story, I'm reminded the first time I heard her talking about it, and it was one of those things where I had to act like I knew what everybody was talking about. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting there trying to Google TikTok. <laughs> you know, TikTok, TikTok. I got it. Right, I know. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea. For mm. real. Had no, absolutely no clue. <laughs> so when you see a story, a woman saved by receptionist after handing him a note mm -hmm. when she felt threatened, Yep. And it has TikTok involved. Right. Yeah. She's a user on TikTok. Um, goes by the name of Andrea Elena 66. She said she'd been wait in the waiting room of the dentist's office uh, when a man started asking her where she lives, where she works, telling her he'd drive her home after noticing, noticing that she'd arrived in an Uber. Hmm. When he refused to take no for an answer, she wrote a message on her phone reading, the man behind me tried to get me into his car and showed it to the receptionist. She hmm. explained that reception then alerted security, who escorted her mm -hmm. to her appointment, and staff arranged for her to leave uh, to, to have a free lift home in a taxi, with security hmm. again escorting her to the car to ensure that she was safe the entire time. Andrea thanked the amazing staff who had acted on her appeal for help and said, so this is a screenshot of the note I wrote, and I passed it to a receptionist today as I was in a very uncomfortable situation. This is a tip for all girls and guys. If you're in an uncomfortable situation, use your notes. Hmm. All right. So a guy is a little more aggressive than you'd like in mm -hmm. a reception area. And yeah. It, yeah, that's inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Asking where she lives and where she works yeah. and all. Yeah. That's a, that's a nunya. Mm -hmm. You know, all right. Hmm. Yeah. I guess I'm just thinking there are those who think we've gone too far on right. some of these things, yeah. you know, and the guy didn't do anything, you know, mm -hmm. legally wrong. He just was being more aggressive than she cared for. Yeah. And yeah. she, she might've picked up a vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. she felt, she actually felt threatened. And mm -hmm. I, and what do you do? I mean, if she felt threatened, she felt threatened. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and in this day and age, you'd be amazed at how many, like you're standing on an elevator. Okay. You're there by yourself yeah. and a woman gets on, she's immediately going to feel uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. If you look, you're looking straight at your shoes. She's wondering why is he looking at <laughs> If you look at her, <gasps> he's looking at me. <laughs> you're doing your I best mean, to stay out of her little sphere yes. of existence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're eyeballing that camera and they're just eyeballing it. Please. Yeah. You can see my hands. You can see my feet. I'm staring straight <laughs> right. ahead. And meanwhile, she's posting on social media. He's staring at something. Oh, it's not me. I am afraid. 911. Help. And, you know, you get off the you get off the elevator and you're just standing there sweating bullets, you know, and now the SWAT team, they jump on you. They're cuffing you, beating the crap out of you. And it's like, what did I do? Well, she was threatened. <laughs> you didn't even get off on your floor. It's just no. like, yeah, hey, somebody gets on. Okay, I'm out of here. I just want it out. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show on Dave Mac birthday week. Where, <laughs> I usually try to avoid mentioning it, and this week I'm going all out. Yeah, that's, that's fun. I'm serious. I just gonna see, you know, it's, but I, I know what's going to happen. You know, Friday, it's yeah. going to be like, I expect, you know, to wake up and have a hot air balloon outside with right. a banner and, yeah. you know, it's going to be nothing. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it'll be just, well, you told us you never want to celebrate it. Well, this is why. Well, this is the thing you've got to, instead of just telling me and the listeners, yeah. you've got to make sure that you, you plug this every day with your family. You've got to. Like I haven't? Go Mark, write it on, the, on every calendar in the house. Make sure that you put it on the, you know, grab Donna's phone and go pull her calendar up and put Dave's birthday on your, on her calendar, you know, <laughs> make sure it's Already everywhere. Did. Oh, okay. Did. Make yeah. sure it's on hand. I got calendar. up early this morning, yeah. dude. 
I went to the store and got butcher paper, you uh, know? Did it's you going know? all up yeah. around. Yes, all around the living room. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Got to write it on every got to write it on every dog. Now that may take a little while because how many you do you know, have now? Buddy, I don't the, I don't know, yeah. you know. You have to if write it on you know, write it on Braylon's forehead, you know. Well, the whole nine yards. <laughs> Go the distance. See, I'm planning. Yeah. Yes, I will. I promise. <laughs> You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can imagine. (laughs) I can only imagine. I'll I'll call Bart. Thank you. Get him to write a new song. Mm, And then we call the guys with a new song, get them to sing it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, I'm out. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show, and... There has, because of all of the things happening around the world today, uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Ida Mm. really hasn't gotten the type of coverage uh, one might expect, you know, because by the time it got to the Northeast where all the media people are, you know, centered and Mm. where they just, it was a tropical storm or a tropical depression. Dumped a lot of rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a very rainy, rainy storm. Yeah. And it did create some problems, but it also did some good things, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Neil Phillip was biking through uh, Canarsie Park Saturday when something stopped him in his tracks. Nearly a dozen bloated rat corpses lying belly up on a stretch of sand overlooking Jamaica Bay. Wow. He says, when I first when I saw the first one, I thought it was strange. Then I started seeing them all over the place. Yeah. In recent days, similar displays of mass rodent death have appeared elsewhere in the five boroughs, a grim outcome of the floods brought by Tropical Storm Ida. Wow. Experts believe that hundreds of thousands of rats may have perished in the deluge, wow. amounting to one of the largest vermin depopulation events in decades. Bobby Corrigan, he's a longtime pest control expert and former rodentologist for the New <laughs> York City Department of Health. Good for him. I love that title. Says, uh, with this particular storm, any rats that were in the sewers were either crushed by the current or were swept out into the rivers. I can imagine they would have survived. While there are no reliable counts of New York City's rats, estimates typically start in the many millions, a significant portion live in the subways and sewers, both of Uh, which were swiftly inundated during last week's week's historic, uh, historic rainfall. Dude. So... Thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of rats were drowned and flushed out of those systems. So Ida did New York a big favor. Wow. I have, Mark, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. For real. Mm -hmm. And now that I have, I'm really bothered by this. (sighs) Did they find any huge alligators, you know, and, you know, the other monsters? Well, alligators live in the water, so that wouldn't have been a big deal, I don't think. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show mark i've got to be straight up and tell you that until the big bang theory you know hit <laughs> yeah the nobel prize was not something i thought of very often yeah, not really on the but, radar no no but that show made it a punchline you know yeah. and you know did you watch did you watch that show when it first came on you know like was it part of your regular viewing habit? no it was one of those okay. that i i i found and then went and found the old the first season episodes and went See, and caught up yeah Haley was into it you know and she had uh she was always a little bit ahead of the curve in our house but i didn't get into it until i was driving by an elementary school and um what does sheldon say when bazinga. every bazinga yeah they had put bazinga up on their the <laughs> thing out in front of this elementary school yeah yeah and i thought okay what is this you know mm. found out and so tbs was running you know like the two-hour block right of four episodes back to back yeah and i happened to catch it when you know i started recording them and it because of the way they were doing it, i was able to catch the first season you know in order and so i started watching it and i did then this is years ago before you know binge watching was the thing really and i binged the first couple seasons and just got hooked on it um because to be honest with you i didn't watch it at first because i right. thought this is this is a show that's probably gonna really annoy me it's yeah. gonna push every you know button i've got right and it it's just anyway funny but i had never ever really spent any time thinking about a nobel prize mm. yet because it became a running gag on the show i started paying attention a little bit right yeah so now whenever i see a nobel prize story it catches my attention where before nope would have just gone right you know yeah well, there's the Nobel Prize, and then there's the Egg 
Nobel <laughs> Prizes. Right. Yes. And uh, that's what this, this is about. This catches my attention. But that's yes. what I'm saying. All these catch my attention now. They didn't before. I would have <laughs> never even paid attention to this. But now, if it has Nobel, right. I'm in it. <laughs> well, beards aren't just cool and trendy. They might also be an evolutionary development to help protect a man's delicate facial bones from a punch to the face. Well, <laughs> yeah, hair is such a good day. Uh, yeah, know. I know. Yeah, that's the conclusion of a trio of scientists from the University of Utah who are among wow. the winners of this year's Ig Nobel Prizes. The now Nobel we Prize. know. <laughs> We know who the daggone descendants of Mo, Larry, and Curly are now. <laughs> right. Okay, the there who, you go. I who apologize. wrote the most? Who wrote the most creative submission for a grant? Wow. <laughs> All right. So who are these igno- ignoble? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, Ig- the Ig Nobel Prize. It's a. It's a. It. Uh, it spoofs the Nobel Prize honor. Maybe the, it's a. Maybe it's a dishonor, depending on your point of yeah. view. Uh, strange scientific discoveries. That's what it's awarded. The award is for the winners of the thirty-first annual Ig Nobles being announced uh, Thursday included. Researchers who figured out how to better control cockroaches on U.S. Navy submarines. Animal scientists who looked at whether it's safer to transport an airborne rhinoceros upside down. And a team that figured out just how disgusting that discarded gum stuck to your shoe is. No faces were punched for the beard study published in the scientific (laughs) journal Integrative uh, Organismal (laughs) Biology. That's it. Have to watch Do your, that again, Mark. You have to watch your pronunciation <laughs> on that one. Uh, instead, wow. University of Utah scientists Ethan Biseris and Stephen Nailway and David Carrier used a fiber epoxy composite to simulate human bone and sheepskin to act as human skin, sometimes the, with the fleece still on, sometimes sheared. They then dropped weights on them. The sample with the fleece still attached absorbed more energy <laughs> than the sheared samples. And then they say, if the same is true for human facial hair, then having a full beard may help protect vulnerable regions of the facial skeleton from yada, yada, yada. Here's the thing. If you look at sheep wool, and you look at any guy, even a guy with a big, heavy beard, the, the beard density is not nearly what the sheep wool density is. Wow. It's not. So how can they get, and they got a grant for this, you know, <laughs> they got paid to do this. I'm giving these cats super props, man. Good I'm for them. We, you have, know? we have got to come up with a way to get a government grant to do this show. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.